Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I am your co-host, Michelle Maros, and I am sitting across the table with none other none other than my mother, Barb. None other than my mother is a little that bit rhymes. of a tongue twister. Yes. I love that. Me too. Hi, mom. Hi, Michelle. You've that been calling me Michelle a lot lately. What do I usually call you? Foots? Oh, no, and everyone knows that you're a yeah. nickname for me. We'll have to talk about that one day on the podcast. That's a funny story. Um, yeah, you call me Michelle and I'm like, oh, is something wrong? <laughs> what did I do? It's like when I was young and my dad used to call me Barbara. Yeah, that has a tone. Mm, it does. It has a tone. It's nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see you too from the last time I saw you yesterday. Yeah, true. It's true. It's a very common occurrence that we see each other. This is one of my favorite days of the week, though, recording the podcast with you. Oh. And as I usual, I'm excited wanted, about this episode. As per usual, I wanted to quickly note, we recently passed the two-year mark of the podcast. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> no, because I know- Congratulations to us. Well, and I say to you too, Michelle, because I know this was a long- Planned. What am I trying to say? A long planned thing that you really wanted to come to fruition. This was a dream of yours, and you would mention it to me often. You know, Mom, I'd really love for the two of us to do a podcast together. And I would say, "Okay, honey, we'll do that one day. One day, one day, we'll do that." I said, "That's a lot of work. We'll do that one day." And then here we are, two years later. I love it because it's it's been it's one of the joys. Of my life. I love talking Tiny to you. Tiny joy obviously. or big joy? I say it's a big joy. Just I was just yeah. joking. No, I know. Really Thank is. you so much for everyone who's been listening, whether you started listening from the beginning or you're a new listener or anything in between. We're so grateful for everyone. I feel like when I had the idea to start the podcast, one of our um, hindrances or blocks was like, well, who's going to listen or who's going to want to listen to us after a certain amount of time? Like, aren't we going to run out of topics or are people going to get bored or is it really something that people will want to tune into? And it's just so wild to get messages from all of you listeners to get your feedback, to hear your thoughts um, and to hear what you want us to talk about. It's really um, special and it's, we love it. Not unexpected because, well, I mean, unexpected, but in a good way of just, we're so grateful that what we're doing here has resonated in a way that makes you want to keep listening. So thank you so much. It's very heartwarming. And we, we were on a trip recently and we were crossing the street and some people yelled out their car window, we follow you, we follow you. And as we got to the other side of the street, they'd parked their car and they came over 
we were talking about the podcast and I, I feel the same way, Michelle. It's so, it's such a beautiful feeling to know that all of the things that we're sharing, we say it all the time, there are life experiences and we really, we are here to share our experiences in the hopes that it will help make your life a little bit easier or a little bit more um, happy. Well, I think ultimately, and that was what was, oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, you should have seen the look. No, because I just- She just gave me. Please, I'm so sorry. No, please go ahead. After you. I did not mean to interrupt you. After you, Foots, go right ahead. With Peaceful Mind, Peaceful Life in general too, our, our main intention was to create a space where people could feel like they weren't alone in their experiences. Was that where you were going to say? That was exactly what I was going to say. I'm very sorry. No, I please. try really hard not to interrupt you. No, please don't be sorry. You said it beautifully. This is our mission. And the thought that, that we're accomplishing our mission and we're having fun doing it because life is hard. And we're hoping that, you know, our little hour of the podcast makes it a little bit more manageable or a little bit more doable. And I love what you just said, Michelle, that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. We're never alone. And there, we are, we are like-minded we really are like-minded and what is connected. In- oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you really did have enough of me on this trip. Huh? No, 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 no. I feel like I just keep getting ideas of what I want to say and maybe I don't want to forget it, but I don't want to interrupt you. So I apologize no, again. Good. You are good. But what is interesting and what we do love to hear the most is another person that we ran into this past week on our trip um, was saying that one of the things she loves the most about our social media and the podcast is what we talk about always seems to resonate with her exactly at the right time that she needs it the most, which is so heartwarming for us to hear because we talk about stuff that is happening pretty much in the moment or maybe just recently passed in the moment. And it does make us, I think at least for me, helps to remind me that, you know, we're not alone in our experiences and it's comforting to know that if you're struggling with something, you're not struggling alone because we have an, our own versions of that too, or we just went through our own versions of that. And it makes these shared difficulties feel not so isolating. And so I, we hear that comment a lot from people, but it's never, it never gets old because that's like the biggest compliment, I guess you could say, because it makes us feel and reminds us that we're all going through stuff and how cool is it, even if the stuff is hard, that we're kind of going through it sort of together. Um, So I just wanted to share that. I love that because I do think we are going through things together. And the other thing that it reminds me and makes me feel so hopeful and just, just really feel grounded in, in our humanity is that life is hard. Life is really, really hard. And oftentimes it brings us to our knees or it's really, really difficult. And it's that whole idea of that it's okay not to be okay. I think so much and so often in life, we think that we, we can't feel how hard it is. We can't complain. We can't talk about it. We can't share it because we don't want people to know how hard it is. Or we don't want to, people to know really that we're not okay. And I think it's very interesting to me because I was one of those people. The younger Barb was one of those people. I never wanted anybody to know that I wasn't okay. It's almost like it's, you know, we're okay. You know, we, we can get through this. We're okay. Let's not share our vulnerabilities. And I think this podcast and all of the work that you and I do, Michelle, and why we love all of you so much is I feel very safe and very comfortable sharing my vulnerability. Yeah. With, with that's all nice. Of you. It's really nice. So thank Was you. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe my, um, 
perception and intuition of conversation is off today. Like, I feel like you're done, but you're just not. And I'm my time. I need to trust my timing, but I'm not clearly trusting my timing because I keep almost cutting you off. You're too funny. You're too funny. Maybe it has something to do with, we could share. We were driving, we were driving the other day when we were out of town and I just felt like Michelle was driving and I felt like she was getting too close to the side of the road. I kept feeling like we were going to hit the branches of the tree as we were making a turn. It was a pretty winding road. And like I said, I think you're a little too close. I think you're a little too close. And I remember you saying to me, I think my depth perception might be a little bit off. And I said, well, the roads are windy, but yeah, kind of pay attention here. I I don't want to, I don't want to be hugging one of these trees through the car. I, I mean, I do, I'm not a scared driver, but I do feel like my, not my depth front and back, but side to side is a little bit off. And I often get very skittish if I'm in lane, like on the highway, if the lanes are packed and people are driving close or we were kind of driving around a a hill. And and, these were narrow. And it just feels like I'm going to, I don't know. Yeah. I felt it. (laughs) Uh, So, but you, you're, you're here. I'm here. You didn't get wrapped around a tree. You're a very good driver. So, um, anyways, so thank you everyone for being with us for two years. Here's to many more years, hopefully. And um, we're so happy to be with you all on this journey. And what's really cool about this topic today is we had- A listener request. I'm sorry. Stop saying I'm sorry. Stop saying I'm sorry. That's fine. It's it's the way it is today. Maybe I'm too excited. Yeah, I can tell you are. You have such a big smile on your face. If you could see her right now, she's- (sighs) I'll take a photo right now and we'll post it. Ear to ear grinning and you just- I just see how happy you are. So no worries. So today's- episode has been requested by many of you. And we had a recent request actually last week. So it's, it's a topic I think that's up for a lot of people. And certainly it's been up for us a mm-hmm. lot over the years, but also recently, I think it, you know, 2023 was, was a difficult year. You and I've talked about that, Michelle, and we shared it with all of you listening, that it was really, really hard. And we're going to share a lot more this year. And I think this topic, peace is letting people be wrong about you is so relevant in, I think, almost everyone that I talk to's life today. And I think it's such a cool thing today that we're going to talk about what does that mean for us? Because you and I say it to each other often. We've got, you know, when when you're in a situation, especially in a a serious situation or a, a relationship that's really heavy duty or important or work, coworkers and stuff, a lot of times we're trying to prove ourselves or we're trying to make whatever's happening be okay and that it, and not admit that it isn't okay or that there's some issue here going on in the relationship, whatever that might be. And I think it's really going to be a great conversation today to talk about letting people be wrong about you. We don't mm-hmm. have to convince people that we're right. We don't have to convince people that we're worthy. We don't have to convince people of our opinions We don't have to convince people. We are really Mm. not here to convince people. We're here to cohabitate together. Obviously, we're here to to work together in unison in all of our relationships because relationships are really the most important thing we have in life, actually. Everything we do in life is in relationship with something or someone. So I think the idea of letting people be wrong about you is hard. It, It kind of Makes, I know that someone said to me recently when we were talking about it, it's scary. I can't even let my mind go there because it's so scary to think that I could just be okay letting someone be wrong about me. And I think it'll be a cool conversation today to go into what does that mean? 
I agree. I think the first thing I want to say, though, is <laughs> it starts with peace. We say peace. We're titling this. And this is actually the title from several people that requested this. They love this idea. Peace is letting people be wrong about you. And remember, peace for us means strength. It means rising above the chaos or the drama or all of the things that might be happening in someone else's life, really. Peace is about really knowing who you are, feeling worthy, and not allowing the external world to disrupt the confidence, the love, the caring, and the kindness maybe that we have from the inside out. So remember, peace is not passive. That that needs to be on a signpost. Peace is not passive. So many times we have people say, or they'll comment on social media, but we just can't sit and just allow people to take advantage of us or just allow the world's falling apart around us. And you want us to just sit in a corner and be okay. Peace is not passive. Peace, peace is probably one of the more strong actions that we can take because it means that we are going to prioritize what's happening for us in the moment. We're going to feel our feelings deeply. We're going to allow our emotions to go through us. We're going to ask ourselves questions like what's happening for you right now, Barb? What is going on? What is causing you to feel so chaotic or so disrupted? So peace is all about that. It's a very active word, not a passive word. I love that. And I'm so glad you said that. And as you were speaking, I was listening, but also taking a note because I think we should do a whole, a whole episode about peace and what that means and breaking it down and defining it and redefining it, because that is a question we get often and you and I talk about it often. And I think it would be worth a conversation so we can do that next week. Love it. <laughs> but I, um, I, I did love this request from a listener about being open to letting people be wrong about you and what that means and how that feels and what that looks like in our lives and how we can start to do it in a way that feels aligned, but connected and all the layers that come along with it, because that's certainly something I've been personally working through and working on in my life. I know it for you as well in a lot of different aspects. And it kind of goes hand in hand. I can't remember if we've done this on the episode or on the show. Have we done anything about the villain? Yeah, I think, I think we, have. we have. I know I wrote a blog about it. I, I'm sure we have. We've but talked it's, about it a lot. For me, it kind of also ties into a similar branch of um, being okay with being the villain in someone else's story. And ultimately, I think that drills down into some of us with the people-pleasing tendencies and the desire to be liked and accepted and understood by people. And really, what can we do with that root? and kind of pull it out and plant something else in our lives that feels more healthy and aligned. So I'm, I'm super excited. Well, and I know we've talked about people pleasing quite a few times. On yeah, the episodes. a lot. And so I just want to remind everyone who hasn't, you know, who's new to joining us or who hasn't heard us talk about this. My life changed dramatically in 1984. So 40 years ago, when a therapist said to me, Barb, you're feeling like you have to please people all the time. You put other people's needs, other people's feelings above your own. I really get the message that you think that it's more important what other people think of you or that they're happy or that they have the right opinion of you or they have the right version of who you are than you thinking that you're 
worthy? Are you thinking that you're okay? Are you thinking that you are happy? And I want to ask you this question. And I said, okay, because I agreed with her. I did think everything that she said. And she said, I want to ask you this question. Do you like everyone? (laughs) And I remember sitting there thinking, no, of course not. I didn't say it right away though, because I thought, oh, is this going to be an okay answer (laughs) answer to say? And I said, no, I don't. She said, then why in the world do you think everyone's going to like you? Or why do you have the need to have everyone like you? Mm -hmm. And so it changed my life. It doesn't mean that I'm still not trying to please people from time to time, but I'm always aware of it now. And I always stop myself and say, wait a minute, Barb, what's happening right now? And so I say that in the context of this piece is letting people be wrong about you. You, I want to ask yourselves this question if it's concerning you that you're not okay with people being wrong about you, or you're not okay with people thinking something that you would not want them to think about you or you're, any of the things, any of the scenarios that maybe this line is causing you a little bit of agitation or a little bit of, to use the Sanskrit word, vrittis in the mind. Like it's, your mind just can't wrap your, you just can't wrap your mind around the idea of someone misunderstanding you or thinking that, that you're not okay or that they're that you're wrong and they're right or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So just ask yourself that are you you know if you if you're having trouble letting people be wrong about you well certainly we all have judgment. We are all judging all the time and if you don't think that that's true just spend one whole day noting just noting every single time you have a comment or a judgment about something. And it could be as little as you're in the grocery store and someone's in front of you and you say to yourself, wow, I really don't like her hair. <gasps> how, did, how did she walk out of the house looking like that? It just doesn't look good. We have comments and judgments about everything. Our mind is going 24-7 reacting to whatever it is that's happening in our moment. So I just say that to make it a little bit easier to understand, of course, people are going to be wrong about you and you are the same. You have judgments and you have opinions about other people and you're wrong about them. You know, so it's like we're in this boat together of life. Yeah. And I just want everyone to feel it. it, For me, it relieves the pressure that I'm different and there's something wrong with me or that I'm the problem. I have to fix this problem. No, we're all in the same boat. We all are wrong about other people often and other people are going to be wrong about us possibly often. So true. Let's actually take a quick break. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back. I love what you were saying about all of that because I think it's... People are going to be wrong about us and we're going to be wrong about people because none of us can ever fully know what it's like to live another person's life or experience. I'm often wrong about you all the time. And I think I probably know you better than anyone else and vice versa. And I feel like that's the crux of living this human experience, interacting with other human beings and having these big human emotions of 
feeling like we're connected and that we understand, but also this simultaneously, this weird disconnect of knowing that we won't really ever fully understand because we are all so unique and have unique life paths and like life instances and life circumstances. It's fascinating. And I think that's really where we get peace from acceptance, which we talked about last week and the allowing of whatever is to be. And in this instance of this conversation, the peace comes from letting people be wrong about you. And acceptance. But also it's interesting too, because you and I were recently talking about discernment again and knowing when to pick your battles and knowing when to, or being so in touch with your emotions that you know which ones you want to engage with and act act on and which ones you want to just feel and let go. And I feel like with this topic in particular, the peace that arises from letting people have their opinions of you right or wrong and knowing, and, and again, like the serenity prayer of the wisdom to know the difference, letting go of the need to expend your energy or um, make it your mission to fight back or to explain yourself or to validate yourself or to, to take up so much of your time and energy trying to get this result of the rightness or the understanding or the acceptance that we crave from other people and just having the peace of knowing that it ultimately doesn't really matter. It's just an interesting, there is a a lot of inner peace that comes when you can just be okay with it. And knowing that if it's someone that you really care about um, and that you want to maintain a relationship with, or you feel connected to, you, you'll know, and you do know what actions you need to take or what you need to say to bring truth to the situation. But if it's a situation that ultimately doesn't affect your day-to-day life or your inner circle, you can just be at peace with it. And I find that these kinds of situations pop up left and right. Um, I recently was having a conversation with a friend where I disappointed them and I didn't mean to, it was just something that happened. And I spent about an hour kind of spiraling over feeling bad about it. But ultimately I, I cut myself off at like an hour mark because I realized that the disappointment stemmed from me making a choice um, for my own best interest and for what was working for me in the moment. And I had to be okay with disappointing them in the moment, trusting that it will be okay. And knowing that down the road, I can do what I need to do or say what I need to say to continue to mend the situation if necessary, but feeling confident in myself, knowing that I did what I needed to do in the moment. And like we say so often, or I've said in the past about disappointment, you will disappoint people throughout your life just don't disappoint yourself. I love that. I don't know if I went on a ramp, but. No, it was beautiful. And I think I also really love the fact that 
you, you admitted that, that you let yourself go down the rabbit hole for an hour. You said like after an hour, because I think we think that peace or we think that serenity, or we think that living their greatest life or, you know, working through all the difficulties of life means that we've got to be able to be on it right away. We've got to be able to, okay, this happened. I'm confident in myself. So I'm done. No, sometimes we go, it can take an hour. Sometimes it can take a day. Sometimes it can take 20 minutes. So I love this so much that one of my most favorite, favorite, favorite teachers on the planet shared with me years ago when I first started going through this divorce, but when I first had the inkling that I needed to get divorced, he looked at me and he said, Barb, it takes what it takes. Mm. And I have goosebumps and I almost want to start crying because it's so true. Whenever you hear a truth, don't you want to just kind of cry for a minute or just have a little tear or you've got the hair standing up on the back or your goosebumps? It's so true. And I remember hearing that from him in the moment and I did start crying because it's so freeing. That is peace. That is freedom. To really get it that there's nothing wrong with us. We're not the problem, which is what I heard for the whole 33 years when I think back of that marriage that I just was divorced from last year. I heard often, you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem. So if you're feeling like you're the problem, I want you to just kind of take a deep breath and think, wait a minute, you're not the problem because things take time or you're not the problem because you're not perfect. You're not the problem because you haven't done the right thing all of the time. You're not the problem because someone thinks you're the villain. You're Mm -hmm. not the problem because you're not fixed. You've not fixed everything and all the people don't like you or your relationships are struggling. You're just not the problem. And that doesn't mean you don't have to look at some things that you may need to change or some things that you want to work on, but it does mean you're not the problem. It does mean that you are not the sole responsibility of any relationship. It always takes another person or it always takes the environment or it takes what it takes. And I like that idea that time will take what it takes. We have to take what it, life will take what it takes. It just is. So use that affirmation. If you start to spiral and think that you're behind in life or think that there's something wrong with you because you see everyone else around you seemingly have it all together And if you're struggling, like I was struggling massively the past six months of 2023, and I use this affirmation constantly, Barb, it takes what it takes. You got this. You being chaotic and you thinking that you're the problem and you thinking that you're taking too long or you thinking that something's wrong is not helpful. Mm -hmm. It's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you miserable. It's taking away your power. It's taking away your strength. And most importantly, Michelle, when I was listening to what you were saying, How much energy do we expend on all of this when all that energy could be directed at living the life of our dreams, at being the best version of who it is we truly want to be in life? We waste so much energy. And then, of course, that is also time. And we can never get our time back. So just if you could just use that one affirmation, if you're beating yourself up or you're thinking that something's wrong, it takes what it takes. I do love that. And I do find myself using that often whenever things are going challengingly for me. But I did want to say about my own personal experience, what was interesting about the the rabbit hole of overanalyzing and feeling bad and what is kind of a tiny joy of 
that I've found or a silver lining or, you know, a small lift in the stormy seas of life is feeling like your practices, like you always say, practice your practice and your practice won't fail you or betray you. If you're faithful to your practice, your practice will be faithful to you, which means it'll come to you when you need it the most. Yes. Because I find that that is so true in, in difficult situations where I know, I know in the past that I would spiral and maybe try to be the people pleaser or try to put myself out to make the situation better. In this specific instance that just happened, I noticed myself going there, but then I said, I, it's, I felt like you kind of, I was kind of talking to myself. No, Michelle, you, you're doing what you need to do for yourself and it's going to be okay. And I would kind of dip my toe into spiraling about it and then talk to myself and bring myself back. And it's like those simple little, sometimes unnoticeable shifts are the most profound in life because you realize again, and I've said this quite often lately, you're handling a situation better than you thought you would or better than you had in the past for yourself and for the relationship or whatever the situation might be. And for me personally, not spiraling into a doom and gloom about disappointing a friend was huge for me because I usually would. And making it this whole thing of they hate me, I'm a bad person, I'm a bad friend, they're never going to want to talk to me again. Um, of course, this would happen because I am a bad person, whatever, all of those stories that we write, which I think ultimately ties back into that, having the peace to letting people be wrong about you. Maybe my friend in that moment was like, wow, she sucks as a friend. She's not the person I thought she was. Maybe I don't ever want to do, um, this is not what she said to me, but for argument's sake, maybe all of those things went through my friend's mind in this, in, in this moment, which was not even this serious, but I'm making it serious for the point. It's okay too, if they thought that, because I know that I did what I needed to do for myself and I'll continue to act when I feel like I need to act and I'll have the trust that it's going to be okay. Yeah. And I think, I think just adding on to that, that I don't know this exact situation, but just trusting, you're right. Trusting that that person may be thinking this in the moment, but as time goes by and they start practicing their practice or saying whatever it is that they say to themselves, you know what, Michelle's my really great friend. I really love her. She didn't do this to piss me off. She didn't do this to hurt me. She, there must have been a reason. And I'm okay with that. Right. I don't need to know the reason because I love her. I think that's where we're hoping these really strong, loving, peaceful, grounded relationships that we're in, that we really love and trust the person completely, hope knowing that they'll get to the right place and we will get to the right place. We only have a few of those. There aren't a lot of those kind of relationships in our lives. And so I think it's having that trust, but I also want to say what is so fantastic about you sharing this story and what we are talking about today is it is so exhilarating and it is so phenomenal that we have these conversations with ourselves so we can get to a place of letting people be wrong about me because that this, what is the quintessential question of our lives? Like, why are we all here? That question is, who am I? Mm-hmm. We all eventually at some point, I believe, will ask ourselves this question in the quiet of our time with ourselves, who am I? Mm-hmm. 
So when you're having this situation of feeling like you've let this person down and they're going to be angry with you or they're going to not like you or whatever, what you're doing is when you stop yourself, like you said, pulling yourself back, let me ask myself another question, pull myself back. You're, you're peeling the layers of the onion off of who you are. Oh, this is who I am. I know that I'm a good friend. I know I love this person. It's going to be okay. And if it's not okay, I'll deal with it. I'll have the next response that I need to have when I need to have it instead of having the whole A to Z response in that 20 minute period and letting the mind, you know, I like to say the mind runs amok. Mm-hmm. It really likes to go down that, that ditch. And sometimes it's forever <laughs> trying to, you know, dig our ways out, dig our way out of the ditch. But I think it's that question, who am I? And so that's for me, peace is letting people be wrong about you. Because that's who I am. I know that I am worthy. I know that I'm a good person. I know that if I've messed up, I'm going to circle back around and apologize or I'm going to own it. I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we're all striving to, to know who we are and let life do what it's going to do because we have no control anyway. Let other people be who they are And in every moment, take the action that we need to take depending on what it was that was presented to us. And that's a lot. And I'm not saying that that happens overnight and it sure didn't happen overnight for me in 2023, but I'm so much why I have so much more wisdom in this first quarter of 2024. Like I didn't know I could get so much more wise. It's kind of funny what happens, you know, our ego kind of thinks, okay, I'm real smart now. You don't have to like give life, give me any more traumas and tragedies. Well, you said that once about something and then you're like, well, I sure got put in my place. Yeah. So I just say that to, to remember that the big question in life is who am I? And as you keep going through all of these things, allowing other people to be wrong about you, allowing yourself to be the villain in someone else's story, allowing yourself to be you. It's, it's remarkable. And I will say too, in this situation, it's the ultimate example too of boundaries. Yes. And when you set a boundary or when you stick up for yourself or when you do something that could potentially be disappointing to somebody else, you will get pushed back or you will get, you won't, it won't always be accepted with open arms with this, the other party. And you might feel especially if you're a people pleasers or recovering people pleasers like us that like, Oh my God, I did something wrong. I did the wrong thing. I knew I shouldn't have done that. That is kind of the unofficial equation of how things go when you do start to take your own health, mental health, well-being, emotional health into consideration, especially when you're not used to doing so when you make decisions or you make choices or you disappoint people, but it's for your own best interest, you will have those situations where you'll get the pushback or you'll have the conflict or the disappointment or the unease. But remembering that you're making these choices for yourself and not backing down on what you know is in your own best interest is so empowering. And I feel like in this particular situation that I've been talking about, the old Michelle wouldn't have said anything and would have let the situation go as planned 
and I would have put myself out because the situation didn't work for me and my schedule and my life, but I would have done it because I didn't want to disappoint. And so then I would have felt chaotic. Things in my life would have suffered. Work would have suffered. My mental health would have suffered, but I would have done it to avoid the disappointment of someone else. And I can find a bit or a piece of pride for myself knowing that probably for one of the first times in my life, making the choice to choose what's best for me and letting what happens happen and having the trust that it'll be okay, but not falling back into those behaviors of um, being amenable just to keep the peace because that is what I would have done in the past. And even up to last year, like it's, it's really hard. And that's why I think the, the concept of boundaries, the concept of acceptance, the concept of disappointment are so hard because mentally we can understand, yeah, that makes sense. I understand why I should do that. Or I understand why that would be in my own best interest to set a boundary or say no, even if it's hard, but putting it into practice and actually making those choices and those decisions and taking the actions is often so much harder to do, but it is worth it for the pride that you feel in yourself for doing the hard thing. Like Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things, but also the love that you feel for yourself, knowing that you're caring for yourself in such a way where you're not falling into those same toxic patterns. That is so beautiful, Michelle. You shared that so beautifully. I'm, I have so much that I want to share too. Is it's, it's just so, it is this important. And I think this episode, I knew that it was going to be powerful, but it's the, the, we're, really, we're really at the crux of how to live our lives. If we want to live our lives with some sense of peace, which is power, strength, confidence. And I think what, you know, you started this whole um, sharing of this experience in, in, I think somewhere along the line, you said, you know, and it wasn't really that big of a deal. It wasn't a life-changing no. thing. And so it wasn't a hard thing, which I think is even more extraordinary, even more important sometimes, because we do know that when we share our truth, so you spoke your truth, you know that the receiving end is not going to like it too much, probably. I mean, that's a given. We know that when we share our truth and we, we know that it's going to possibly disappoint the other person, they're not going to like receiving whatever your truth is. So it's so important to stay aligned with your truth. And I think the other thing that I was really, I was really um, just loving what you were saying by saying that this was not that big of a deal, but it was a big deal because you recognized that it was not going to be in alignment and work for you. But it was a little thing or it was a smaller thing than some of the great, big, huge, major things that we all have coming to us in life. This is the practice. Mm -hmm. I believe life sends us all these little things, but often we're just ignoring them. We're just going along with them. We're just going with the flow with it. Okay, I don't want to rock the boat here. Let me just do it. And then I'll be aggravated later or I'll yell at my kids later. or I'll be too tired to watch a movie later. or I'll be too tired to do the work that I need to do for my job later, we're not sometimes aware of what the consequences are of betraying ourselves, mm-hmm. of not allowing ourselves to speak the truth. And so that's why I feel like if you're faithful to your practice, and for me, the practice is constantly checking in with myself, cultivating that relationship with myself, 
knowing what I'm feeling and stopping and taking the pause. For me, that is the practice. All day long, if I'm feeling agitated, if I'm feeling chaotic, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I will stop and just, okay, what's happening for you in this moment, Barb? So that idea of doing that on a regular basis, that is your practice. And so if you're faithful to your practice, if you're faithful to yourself, if you're constantly checking in with yourself, if you're feeling that you are important and you matter in this moment, it is so important for you to just do that and be faithful to you. And if you're faithful to your practice, then I believe your practice will be faithful to you, which means that when I'm, when I'm having one of the most traumatic, dramatic, chaotic times in my life, like I did last year, my practice was faithful to me. I, I, I wasn't always glowing. I wasn't always feeling confident, but I just had that deep voice within me and that deep knowing it's going to be okay. Like you were saying, Michelle, in that little example mm-hmm. of your friend, I just knew it's going to be okay. You can weather this storm, Barb. And maybe you feel like you're in a rowboat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean (laughs) and you can't see one shore and you can't see the other shore. You're just kind of out there. It'll be okay. And I feel that that's what we need the most. As you said earlier, Michelle, it'll be okay. It's okay not to be okay right now. It will be okay. Having that unshakable faith in ourselves and our practice and the people that we know matter to us and they feel that we matter to them are here for us. As long as we can stay truthful to ourselves and be okay with the other person or the other company or the other entity might not like receiving that truth or might not like receiving you know, what it is that you have to say that's going to maybe upend their life a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's so true and it's so tricky, but let's take another quick break. (laughs) And we're back. We were just chit-chatting so long, almost forgot the second break. Well, remember we started this whole, I think our first episode of the podcast two years ago, I think maybe not the first episode I'm thinking, or maybe for sure early on, you know, we quoted that paragraph from Scott Peck on the road less traveled. Life is difficult. Life mm-hmm. is difficult and we can never change that. That will never change. That doesn't mean our response to life won't change, which is the whole point. But life is going to be difficult. I like, that's why I think Glennon Doyle says we can do hard things because there are hard things coming at us all the time. So understanding that is, gives me so much freedom, gives me so much peace, gives me the ability and the strength to let people be wrong about me. So let me be the villain in someone else's story. I am sure I'm the villain in my ex-husband's story. I'm positive of that. You know, it's, it's only natural for the most part, I would think, or it's some version or some part of that. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. Uh, I, and, as, and I would just want to add one more thing. And I think, Michelle, you've written about this a lot too, when you did a whole thing on... Uh, allowing yourself to be the villain in someone else's story. I love it that you always give the little caveat so that we're clear that being the villain in someone else's story doesn't mean to be harmful. Right. Doesn't mean, you know, 
to be, to be who you are with a sense of strength and confidence and kindness. Like I can be kind to someone that I want to have nothing to do with. And I think that's an oxymoron for most people. It's hard to wrap your head around that sometimes. I know it was hard for me. It's taken me decades to figure out that I can be kind, but not want to have anything to do with you. Right. And so I don't even set a boundary with, with this person because I don't need to, because they don't matter. They don't, they're not in my life. I wish them well from afar. And that's my favorite thing to say. I wish you well from afar. It's a very, it's a very loving and kind thing to do, but it doesn't mean that you're a doormat and it doesn't mean that you have to like the person. It doesn't mean you have to have anything to do with the person. As a matter of fact, I, I advocate taking care of yourself. And if the, just being in the person's presence is not okay for you, that's great. Don't mm-hmm. be in that person's presence. Don't allow yourself to be in a situation where you're going to constantly have to be on guard or constantly have to be on your toes or constantly feel like um, that your energy and that your peace and that your power is being taken away from you. Who knows how all that will unfold in the future? I don't know. But I do know right now today, this is what I have to do to protect myself. And to feel like I am taking good care of Barb. I can tell I gave you a, I gave you a mouthful. <laughs> I can see your little brain. I can kind of see the wheels going. I love My it. little brain. I love it. It's true. And yeah, sometimes you will be the villain. And some, I know I'm the villain in a lot of people's stories. And I know that for a long time I would have done anything that I could have to not to let that not have been the case because I cared so much about being liked or accepted or understood or not wanting to create any drama in life or to just rock the boat. But as time has gone on and practicing my practice and being faithful to it, I've realized that keeping the peace while abandoning yourself or who you are or what you want or being a person that you think other people want you to be so that you can be liked or accepted or understood will, you know, eat away at you or chip away at your inner peace and well-being. And there is, I feel like, no greater feeling than to finally start to stand up for yourself in that way of choosing yourself or setting boundaries or um, being okay with being misunderstood and potentially being the villain or having people have certain judgments or feelings or beliefs about you. Because I feel like, you know, from the practice and from becoming that best friend to yourself that we talk about so often, you feel so confident within yourself that you know what's true. And if other people in your life can't understand that or don't want to understand that or are stuck in their own judgments or beliefs or anger or feelings or whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. It's not taking away from who you are and why you're here and the values that you have. And I, I do feel like that is truly where peace comes from. It's like you're 
going around, living life, making choices and not feeling that anxiety of what are people going to say about me? What if people don't like it? What if I'm judged for it? What if I lose people? And obviously none of us are perfect. I'm not saying that I've reached some sort of point where I just live my life totally carefree and don't care at all about how people think or feel about me. Of course, I still do. But I feel like it's, I feel like when I first started on this journey towards personal development or connection with self or reflection of who I am and what I want, I feel like maybe you said it, mom, or it's in books and texts or probably a combination of both of like the practice that you do or that you practice in your life is not about becoming perfect, but it's about that time between kind of falling off the path and it's the recovery time of, you know, having that space of, oh my gosh, do I want to spiral or come back to myself? And I feel like this situation that I've been talking about with a friend is kind of the epitome of that, where I could have spiraled and, you know, chosen against my own best interests and myself and made the situation. And I, again, I want to say or reiterate that this was a situation that like does not matter. It is not make or break life or death. It was a kind of disappointment that I was okay with doing. Obviously, if this was something where like, I, I felt like I was going to actually harm my friend, it would have been a different situation. Um, but I could have gone back on it and said, Oh, never mind. I'll make it work for myself. Like I I probably would have in the past, or let me see what I can do. So you're not upset and feeling within myself kind of the need to do that. But then talking to myself and saying, no, it's okay. You're doing what's right for you. And that recovery time that you talk about mom, Mm -hmm. which you can talk about some more that's like the the fruits of your labor. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because it it is it is all about shortening that recovery time. That's what our practice does and that's why I say it's if you're faithful it'll be faithful to you. We're we're little by little by little and that's why I love the analogy of peeling the layers of an onion in life. We're little by little by little shortening that recovery time where maybe this whole divorce took me 3 years and last year was the most traumatic of the year you know, maybe the next time I go through another traumatic experience, not the same one, but similar, the recovery time might be just a little bit shorter Mm -hmm. or I will have the aha moment. Oh gosh, this is what's happening. Maybe a little bit sooner. We're never going to be perfect. So my whole goal is to shorten the recovery time and to be back in, be in a place, not back in, but just be in a place of, ah, I got this. Okay. Now I understand now I, now I know why I had to go through this. And I'll share one more experience as we close out this episode of the podcast. I'll share one more experience, Michelle. And I know that you will have a couple things to say about this too. And we shared some of this story last year, or maybe the, you know, a year ago or two years ago. So I recently had a friend ask me, I'm so sorry to hear about your divorce, but I have to tell you, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Mm-hmm. You, you you know, I seem so happy and I feel lighter, all the things. And she said to me, and are you still friends? And then she stopped herself. Are you, are you still friendly with his son? And I said, 
no. And she could tell that I was very emotional. She says, oh, I'm really sorry. And I said, I'm really sorry too. I said, I will always love him. And I will always feel, I'm a little bit emotional now, I will always feel like he's an amazing, phenomenal, wonderful human being. And I will always love him. And I wish him well from afar. I include him often in my meditations or some of my work. I will always love him. But I can't abandon my truth of who I am and pretend like we could still have a relationship. I still have hope or I still have a, not even hope, I still have the thought that if somehow things changed along the way, I would be here. Like I'm not really abandoning him. I love him. I just can't have that relationship that it would require for me to have. And I think it's what you were saying, Michelle, so beautifully. When we, when we, go, when we go against our truth, when we go against our truth, and I'm not talking about going against likes and dislikes or going against opinions or going against things like that. I'm talking about the heavy duty truth. When we go against our truth for the sake of someone else and then perpetuate that, that we can't now go back and, oh, wait a minute, this was my truth. When we go against our truth to make someone else happy or to make someone else feel okay or to make someone else feel comfortable or because we're scared that, oh my God, I can't, I can't not have this relationship with him. I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him. When we go against that, it never works. It can never work. And we really are abandoning ourselves. And we really are, I believe, not being truthful and not being okay with ourselves or not allowing ourselves the chance to see what could happen in the next present moment. So I say all of that too, because we have, I have so many people asking me questions about family <laughs> and how do you do this with family and, and still you know, not, and still stay in your truth. It's tricky as you use that word a lot, Michelle, because it's true. It's tricky. It's not easy. It takes a long time. It takes, it takes what it takes, but you have to at some point be in your truth, but that doesn't mean you stop loving the person. That doesn't mean if, if I got a phone call from his son today, I would take it immediately and we'll see where it goes. But am I going to abandon myself or my truth? No. But we'll see. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen in the next minute. So my favorite thing, I'll repeat it one more time. My favorite thing to do is, especially if we love someone deeply, I believe that we love them. Doesn't mean maybe we don't, doesn't mean we like them anymore. It doesn't mean it works for us in our lives anymore. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, people are in our lives for a season or a reason or for the duration it's all of that stuff together. And I believe all of that because it's been very traumatic for me in my own life when I, th- when I think that somebody's going to be with me forever and they're not. And I mean, the greatest example of that was my best friend ever. I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, my best friend ever. She was the closest person that has ever been a friend to me in my entire life. Um, she called me one day in 2012 and said, I have pancreatic cancer and she died a couple months later. Like I can, I can hardly wrap my head around it even to this day, thinking about 
okay, what? Oh, wait a minute. We spent time. She lived in California. I live in Florida. We spent time, but in my mind, we didn't spend enough time. You know, my life was going, her life was going. She has grandkids. And it just, as I think back on it, it's, it's kind of the same when we have to let go of people, even if they don't die. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, I mean, you, you, you know, when, when someone dies, it's almost, I don't want to say it's easier because it's not. Never is it easier, but it's more final than someone that, that you have to exit their life um, because of a change, but you still love them deeply. So mm-hmm. I'm saying all of that, that loving people from afar and still having the love and knowing that that's an okay reason. I mean, that's an okay way. Not re- that is an okay way to love people. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect way. There is no societal way to love people. Mm-hmm. I had so many people, well, if you love him, go get together. With well, it doesn't work that way. I have family members, the same thing. Some of my family, I love them deeply. They're very different than I am. They don't probably want to be with me and I don't want to be with them, but I love them. So I just want to end this whole episode with this idea of letting people be wrong about you doesn't mean you stop loving people that you truly love and doesn't mean you have to make it work in any certain way than just the way that it is. Allowing yourselves to be with the way things are in the moment because you don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. There may be a door that opens that allows you to stay in your truth and you don't have to abandon yourself and who knows. So it's okay to love people from afar if that's the only way that works for you and you're able to maintain your sense of connectedness to yourself. Because remember, this we have to have this favorite, favorite, favorite teacher of mine on this podcast one day, Michelle. Mm-hmm. He also said so profoundly 15, 20 years ago, he said, could you live your whole life never having met the person who is living it. And so if we abandon ourselves, we're literally living our life, not in partnership, not in friendship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually abandoning Can you tell ourselves. us who said that? And oh, the, yes. Oh, my favorite teacher. The, yes, James Finley. And also he said, um, it takes what it, it takes. It takes what it takes. Yes. Well. Yes. He would love to be on our podcast. We, I, you know what? I'm feeling, you've, you've said this many times before, mom, why don't we bring him on? Yes. I'm feeling it. I think you all will be forever impacted and changed. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, mom, for sharing all of that. And maybe add this again to the list of other episodes, but I think the concept of loving people from afar mm-hmm. and breaking down some of those rules to relationships and how we can love people is a great conversation because I think even with grief talking, I mean, we've talked about that with grief and redefining how you have relationships with people, whether if they're not in your life because of distance or separation or conflict, or of course, death, there's so many other ways that you can love people. So add it to the list, mom. Well, and how often, I just, one more thing to share. (laughs) I could go on. How often are we, do we, do we have a conflict with a coworker or do we have something happen and, and we trash the whole thing or we think, oh my gosh, this, this, is, this is not okay what just happened. And probably it isn't okay what just happened. I'm not trying to say that it's okay. But if you, still, if you love the person, there are other ways to unfold and unpack all of what's happening in the moment mm-hmm. and the next moment and the next moment and the next moment 
than this cookie cutter way that I feel like society tells us we have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to do an episode on how do we, how do we still honor that we love a person, but be okay with not being with them or be okay that really maybe the only relationship we have with them is in our prayers or in our thoughts or in our uh, being that love that emanates from the inside out. Everything doesn't have to be on the outside. (laughs) We don't have to have things happening in the outside. Yes. Love comes from the inside. And I, I love, love it. I love you, Michelle. I love you too. Thank, thank you, you for, for sharing this that. conversation. Thank you for this conversation. And thank you for our listeners who requested this topic. Of course, we always love to hear your topic requests. And the best way to do so is making sure you're connected to us on social media at Peaceful Barb, at Michelle Maros, at Barb Knows Best Pod. Any one of those, we will read it and respond and, and add it to our list to talk about. Um, and we love to hear from you. And we also love to hear if you have other questions, if things aren't clear about something we talked about, if you want us to elaborate on something, um, any sort of comments like that, that's the best way to do so. So make sure you're connected to one of us on the social medias. Um, And also make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, et cetera. So you never miss a new episode and any fun updates that we may have. And if you're loving the show, share it with a friend and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify and leave a review. It's super helpful for us as a still relatively new show. And it we're so grateful for the words, the reviews, the insights that you all give to us there. Lastly, we do still have some cute merch available um, with the link in the show notes. Uh, if you're curious how to wear this merch, I wear the crew neck hoodie almost ever, or not, sorry. I wear the crew neck sweatshirt almost every single day. It is a daily staple. I wear the zip up hoodie for travel because I am a germaphobe and I need a hood at all times whilst traveling. So that is where- I am a witness to that. That is where I wear the zip up hoodie. And the t-shirts are also a daily staple. I feel like they're super cute to wear with jeans or to put on a blazer and even wear out like for a night out. So if you needed some styling tips that absolutely nobody asked for, That is how I wear them. (laughs) And you can click the link in our show notes to get some cute merch. Thank you so much again for listening. I hope that we covered all of the basis of finding peace and letting people being wrong about you. But if not, of course, let us know if you have more questions. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you, mom. And we will chat with you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.